The Saturday Social with Rachel Ryan. 98 FM, you're listening to the Saturday Social with Rachel. Now, as restrictions ease, it does, of course, bring a lot of positives with it. However, it can be overwhelming and you might find yourself struggling with a few things like the pressure to meet up with people and for a lot of us, the development of a bit of social anxiety. Well, here with some tips on how to deal with all of that is Dr. John Francis Leader. He's a psychologist from JFL.com and presenter of Body, Mind, Self on YouTube. John, lovely to chat again. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing? Now, John, uh, last time I spoke to you, I think, was back in January. I think we just found Mm. out there was a third lockdown. It was being extended. It was all very doom and gloom. So, you know, I think firstly, let's acknowledge we are in in a better position now. Restrictions are slowly easing. You know, we can move around, see some loved ones. So we will acknowledge that things are definitely getting a bit better. Yeah. But. Yeah, absolutely. The come down from the past 18 months, it still comes with a lot of challenges, John. Yeah, completely. And and it's weird. And you're right. We are in a better place, but it's kind of messy as well, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, if, if people were to, if we were to be able to get a, an email from Michal Martin a few months ago saying, by the way, you know, you're gonna, we're going to re-engage and it's going to be grand on a certain date, that would make it a bit easier for people to plan and prepare. So we didn't quite have that uncertainty. Mm. There's still that bit of ambiguity. And of course, even if we knew exactly when everything is open, still there's that sense of almost a kind of a muscle tone we've lost over the past while you know we're not kind of warmed up or used to kind of getting out there and re-engaging again so very yeah. much so and it's kind of going not overnight but it's it, you know it's all moving at quite a fast pace from not being able to do right. anything next thing you know gyms are opening you're allowed to eat outside you know it's all yep. qu- happening quite quickly and i suppose that's maybe taking some people catching them off guard it, it very much is. And then, of course, it's a bit different as well. Like the tables are outdoors and they're on the sides of streets and they're in different places. So mm-hmm. psychologically, that, that's kind of a, a really weird scenario because on one hand, going back to something you used to do is itself strange. On the other hand, not doing something you're used to doing is strange. But then kind of quickly, as you say, re-engaging and doing it, but in a slightly different way, mm-hmm. that really catches our system, our system off guard quite often. It does. Um, And John, another thing, a lot of us, right, are going from seeing a minimal group of people. So, you know, whoever was in your bubble and maybe just one other person, whoever's in your house to now a much more extended range of people. You can meet a lot of people outdoors. And this has brought on, you know, a lot of social anxiety for some people. I know from chatting to friends and colleagues, you know, obviously people might have had social anxiety before anyway, and this is triggering it. Or, you know, people seem to be who've never suffered with it seem to now be developing it Uh, you know is there anything we can do to help combat that well there is and a few things that tend to aggravate social anxiety at the best of times is uh, ambiguity and uncertainty so if you kind of know who you're hanging out with and what the the circumstances are that makes it makes it a bit easier Mm. but when suddenly you're you're thinking about well who should i spend time with and who haven't i seen and trying to kind of list people and who's it maybe even still safe to spend time with and maybe people with vulnerable underlying conditions or some people are a bit more risky. Mm. And then, of course, the, the, the places where you meet are a little bit different. So all of that just tends to lead to a certain amount of overthinking, which 
doesn't help social anxiety. And then the other issue is, yeah, that idea of muscle tone, because we, we have a kind of a, like athletes, even if you're really good at what you do, yeah. you still need to warm up a certain amount of time mm. before the events. And as you say, there's a kind of a suddenness to all of this. So we're kind of trust into the middle of that. It's amazing how much kind of habit and routine kind of carries us along in life. Because if you were to just stop and you hadn't done anything for a month and somebody was to just ask you to engage in a bunch of things, you'd probably be like, oh my God, it would feel really harsh in your system. But because we did it yesterday and last week, it doesn't feel as big a deal to kind of go with the routine and do it again today, tomorrow and next week. But we've lost a lot of that over the past while. So I think a big part of it, like the analogy of the muscle tone is... And you're taking it one step at a time, you know, re-engaging, choosing, you know, who are some of the people that we particularly want to see yeah. and what are some of the circumstances where we feel a bit more comfortable seeing them and kind of getting that muscle tone back a little bit. Yeah. I think that's important. And I suppose being nice to yourself, not rushing into it, not agreeing exactly. to see loads of people that you're just not ready for yet. And I suppose take it one thing at a time. I know someone in work was telling me like their rule is now that they'll do one social thing a week. And, you know, that's it, because I think a lot of us really enjoyed, you know, some of the peace and quiet that came with lockdown and the slowing down of the rat race and the go, go, go. So I think it's important as we come out of the restrictions not to lose that and not to forget about time for ourselves. So absolutely take it one day at a time. You're very right. And that's something I'm really hopeful for, actually, Mm. from this is that it's nice to think, how can we get the best of both now? How can we kind of take what we enjoyed? Uh, Hopefully there were some things that were okay about that extra space that we had. How can we take some of those things, but also take the benefits of reconnecting with people again and kind of say, what does that look like when you bring the two of them together? And it might be a bit different for different people. As you say, it might be to do with how often you meet up, who you meet up, you know, it's what circumstances you meet up, what kind of activities you're doing. But it'd lovely be to think that there's kind of a a mindful space that we bring into it moving forward, Mm. as well as the benefits of social connection. That'd be, you know, quite intentional then. That'd be good. It's almost just finding that balance, I suppose, between the two. Now, John, tell me about something I've heard a lot of colleagues and friends talk about uh, as we come out of these restrictions. And it is kind of a bit of a weird one, but it's, a feeling of kind of guilt because, you know, we've been so stuck in a kind of restricted mindset that some people are now feeling almost guilty about moving around. You kind of, you forget that you can and even though you can, you feel, should I? You know, is it going to be hard for us to shake the last 18 months of levels and restrictions to kind of get rid of that out of our minds? Yeah, it's very true. And, you know, it's that basic idea that on one hand, we can think consciously about what makes sense in the moment for us. But on the other hand, we've got this kind of subconscious, almost a reflex. And these are just habits, really, that we develop and carry over the course of time. So when you have something like a pandemic, of course, it's a very unusual situation. It's not something that most of us have had before in our our generation Mm -hmm. or lifetimes or have been aware of. So when you have something like this, it's so different that our system really kind of takes note because it's a very unusual situation. And then when you have everybody talking about it and it's all over social media and then you have government campaigns and advertising and, you know, when I'm driving into work as an essential service, I still needed to come in and and I'm driving empty roads and I'm hearing, you know, what sounds like something in a zombie film, these kind of tones, and then a a guidance from the government comes in about staying indoors, you know. All of that (laughs) sinks into your subconscious and it is made a bit tricky here because of course we're not completely out of the woods yet it's not like we're saying just get out there and do whatever you want yeah you know we're still talking about distancing and masks and you know some people aren't vaccinated and various restrictions with indoors and out
outdoors. So there's still a sense of, oh my gosh, is this still an issue? Am I still back there? And that makes it a bit harder. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, something I'm very keen to do, John, now, like we were kind of discussing there, is to hold on to some of that peace and quiet and kind of the mm. space that we had for ourselves during lockdown. And obviously this is getting harder to do as things open up and you know, some people are just so keen to get back out there and it's almost like they're trying to make up for lost time and want to do so yes. many things. Is there any way that you can, because some people find it really hard to say uh, no, to say no, I don't actually mm. want to, to meet up or I don't want to do X, Y and Z. Is there is there ways that you can let people down gently? Yeah, that's uh, such a critical point and you know, I really I think it's so important to, to flag that because we forget that's an option sometimes. So the way I like to describe this is, you know, being willing to assert yourself, but in, in, a, in a happy, clear, relaxed and positive way. Mm. Because I think a lot of the time with the social thing, you know, at least going places and doing things to some degree, you can kind of manage it on the fly as you go. And you can do a bit more or a bit less based on how you're feeling. But I think most of us know, and that ties in with the, the social anxiety you mentioned, which, you know, any of us can have to some degree. There's that sense that, oh, well, if I get involved in, in activity number one, then two, three, four, and five will follow, mm. and I'll just kind of get drawn into it. So then we're kind of afraid to even engage at all. There's a kind of a pullback. So it might feel a little bit challenging to assert ourselves, but it's a very good life skill anyway. Yeah. And the key thing is it's not this binary thing of either just pulling back or just going all in but it's being able to express yourself. And the funny thing that happens is because we're often afraid of what we might get roped into, that sometimes leads to us being tense in, in the way that we communicate for mm. fear that that will happen. We actually create a tension that doesn't need to be there. What's really nice, and you know, just take a bit of practice, but what's really nice is something along the lines of, look, thank you so much for inviting me to that. I'd really love to do that. However, just to say, I'm a bit concerned about, you know, doing other things, activity two, three or four. So can we stick to just the first thing yeah. or maybe can we do something different? Is that cool? Asking them, kind of being playful about it, but also being really clear. Mm. Now, most people who you actually want to spend time with are going to totally get that. and <laughs> They're going to care about how you're feeling. Yeah. So it usually is a good strategy and it's something we can do well to practice. Yeah, and it's really good. I think maybe for people who aren't normally assertive that this is the time that yep. they can really kind of own themselves and, you know, kind of start anew, I suppose, when it comes yep. to socialising and setting the boundaries for different people. Well, listen, some fabulous tips there um, for easing out of lockdown and kind of the pressures that come with, you know, what is a, a happy time for many. But, you know, there are pressures that come with it. Um, well, you can find out more uh, about Dr. John Francis Leader. He has a brilliant uh, YouTube channel, Body, Mind, Self. Um, psychologist Dr. John Francis Leader from JFL.com. Thank you so much for your time on the Saturday Social. Thank you, Rachel. Take care and see it all as an opportunity, everyone. Have fun. The Saturday Social with Rachel Ryan. 98.